And it's not really about you trying to seduce someone. That is something else. We will talk about that maybe for Scorpio season. It's not like full on seductress. It's just like, you know, giving a little hair toss and remembering like the male person's name, you know, who's dropping off your package and just being like, looking great today, Donna. Like, oh my gosh, like your calves look amazing in those USPS issued shorts. Like stop like that. And it's just, she giggles and the whole thing. And it, it's giggle. It's fun. It's fun. And it's like something about two. It alchemizes a moment when you drop into that space of being the sacred flirt. It takes that thing of like life is heavy and hard and a struggle in, in my life, in my daily routine, my mundane things, my to-do list. And it opens me back out again to the outside world. And it makes me interact with the world in a way where I'm looking for the fun things. I'm looking for the things to call out and, you know, passing on that joy to other people and giving them a little sparkle, a little effervescence in their day, watching those bubbles, those LaCroix bubbles go up in them and seeing how that happens. And then you begin to interact with life and all that stuff that felt heavy and like stiff in you and rigid. It just starts to become more malleable, more flexible. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Welcome back to an episode of Cosmic RX Radio. I am your host. I am your guide on this wild and crazy ride we call life. Your cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy. How the heck are you? I'm very excited for today's episode because it really speaks to um, <laughs> our unique brand of like spirituality, empowerment, whatever you want to call it that we talk about here. It's not the traditional, just like, you know, we do talk about chakras and meditation and energy work, but today's episode, we're going to cover a really important spiritual practice embodiment technique that I like to call being the sacred flirt, like owning your flirtatious nature and what it does for you in honor of Libra season. So if you're new here, welcome. We do these solo episodes for the Zodiac season there's a little cosmic coaching. It's like, how can we take the archetype of the Zodiac season and work with it to understand a mindset tip, a spiritual practice, an embodiment technique, so we can really holistically stretch and expand in the Zodiac seat into like this, you know, freest, most fullest, most fulfilled version of ourselves. And if you're like me, I've always been interested in spirituality and self-growth but get really overwhelmed, like where to start? What am I studying? There's so many things out there. And I love hopping on the Zodiac wheel. You could pick it up anywhere throughout the year. You just jump right on and around we go. So if you're listening to this in Libra season, you may feel this very activated right now. The sun, the solar power, the giver of all life is shining through Libra, lighting this up within us. But if you're listening to this in the future, love it. And hello, hope all is well there. And you can just think about this and really apply it to where you have Libra in your chart 
will be thriving. Like you'll be able to like open the engine in that part of your chart. So if Libra is in your second house of money, then getting really good at being a sacred flirt is going to help you with your abundance and your worthiness and your cash money. If it's in your you know, part of your house around create fifth house of creativity, then it's really important for your most creative self, your self-expression, your charisma. It's just an important reminder that we are multi-dimensional, multi-cosmic humans. So I'm going to get into all of that in a moment, but first let's just talk about some announcements. First of all, thank you so much. We recently just released the episode with Audrey, my business partner, my work wife, the dream producer, my other half here. And your feedback was so amazing on her episode. It was really fun to tell our story. It was fun to have Audrey have a moment behind the mic and just let us know if you want more episodes like that. If you have questions for us, navigating, being entrepreneurs, being business people, whatever that even means, and trying to do it in the spiritual space and trying to do things intuitively and tap into our vision while still just like paying the bills, et cetera, et cetera. It's not easy. It's fun. We have a blast, but if there's any way that we can provide you guidance, tutelage, or AKA learning from our mistakes so you can hopefully avoid them, we'd love to share that. So let us know. Again, you can DM us at Cosmic RX. You can slide into my DMs at I am Eddie Murphy if you want more apps like that. And also, thank you so much. Really, truly, thank you for your ratings and reviews. The podcast. The numbers are insane. We're almost at 100,000 downloads. I am shooketh. And I just want to thank you. If you, you know, we're just trying to grow this thing and keep doing it. So if you like this, if you get value from it, it costs zero dollars. Just send it to a friend. Hey, I listened to the Sacred Flirt episode and you are a Libra pretty bitch. So social justice warrior who can flirt your way out of paper bag. And I thought of you and, and send it on over to them. Or, you know, a lot of the things we talk about are for people who want to tap into more purpose or feel more like themselves. Or I work personally with a lot of people who are at crossroads. So if you have a friend and they just went through a breakup or leaving a job or a career and they're starting over, be like, hey, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Send them $5 and Venmo. I said, I said it was going to be free, but you know what? Optional. Buy them a coffee. Say, hey, listen to this podcast. Treat yourself to a little a matcha latte. Get an oat latte, you bougie bitch, because you're worth it, okay? So keep sharing it. It really helps us. Hopefully it helps your friend. Hopefully it helps you. Win, win, win. Virtuous cycle. Other announcements finally like nail down our website, our subscription services. I am so booking jazzed on them. I can't even, my brain is all over the place. I literally try to channel the cosmos and the planets for a living. And, uh, you can imagine like what the inside of my brain feels like. So it took me a while to kind of figure out everything I wanted to share. Audrey's been like, we've both been just jamming back and forth we started to get more clear, but Audrey and I were just like, we have so much we want to share, so much we want to do. And we're really happy with like the right now where we've landed. We try to keep everything really accessible. We do a ton of free stuff on our website, our birth chart decoder, you know, this very podcast, our weekly affirmations are free. But if you want to go to our website, we have our daily affirmations. You can subscribe to them. And we also have our monthly moon guide and astro report. I just wrote it for the Taurus Scorpio eclipse season. I literally poured my heart and soul into it. 
it's the most like extensive, I think I'm a Virgo, New Yorker, socio psychopath when it comes to putting information out there and making sure you have everything you need in real accessible terms, but also keeping it magical. If you like the podcast, but you're like, hey, I want to go a little deeper, or I want to know the day-to-day transits, or I want to know about them even before I listen to the podcast so I can really plan out my month, go subscribe to that. It's $11 a month. Yeah, you get rituals for the new moon, full moon, the whole astrology, you know, what you're manifesting based on your sign. You get horoscopes. You get like my coaching guide at the season. You get like everything, what crystals you're using. And if you if we have an eclipse or a retrograde, I always do like a bonus guide and workbook for that. So I'm really proud of it. Audrey and I are really stoked on it. Audrey also makes my words look so good. She produces this thing and makes it look like just the most gorgeous magazine or coffee table book you've ever seen. So if you're a visual, if you're a visual slut like me, I'm sorry. I am so laugh at my intro on here. People are like, what is this girl on? But if you are a um, slut for aesthetics like me, you'll really enjoy it. So go check it out. We also have our Cosmic Fit Club. The enrollment's closed right now, but we do have a wait list and we may be, you know, sneaky letting some people in, you know, opening up that velvet rope. Come on in, get a drink. Let's dance on a table. So if you're missed the Cosmic Fit Club enrollment, which is where we do our live coaching calls, live moon circles, live everything, bomb ass community, go sign up for that wait list. I'm really excited. They're just like, offerings that make me so proud. And again, if you can't afford any of that, then just keep supporting us with your love. If you've got some extra dollar bills, send them our way. And as always, like if there's other things that you want from us or things you want to learn about and go deeper on, like through a course or a workshop, let me know, hit me up. Let's go to the mailbag. I have some, a really fun question here. I'm just going to pull it up. I want to do like a rustling sound effect but it's honestly just a tight form on my computer, but I wish it was an actual mailbag. Okay, we have Sammy B, writing it no no location, V mysterious Sammy B. And Sammy B writes, hey Maddie, love the show, love the brand. I'm so broke right now, I can't support you, but now I'm cheering you on. I had a quick cue. Everyone always talks about cord cutting. What is that? Why do I need it? How do I do it? Or is this just something made up on the TikToks? Thank you again for all of your work. Keep it up. When I have money, I will send it to you. Okay. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. I love you guys. You all, you baddies crack me up. Um, how about some like, just like, yeah, give it to me real. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm asking you guys for money to support us. Cause I, we need money to run our business. Money's weird, but like it comes and goes. I love how we all talk to each other. Okay, cord cutting is real. Like a lot of things on the TikToks and the YouTubes, it's like it takes on this like life of its own. The, the spiritual space is so funny. And I'm so happy that spirituality is like having this moment and it's going mainstream. It's only going to be picking up. This is only just the beginning. I'm just warning you all if you're like interested in a spiritual business and you feel like that market is saturated. We have so much further to go with this based on astrology. And we also really need people doing things in a high integrity way. And there is going to be a lot of probably more like regulations and kind of, you know, backlash people who are operating out of turn. But, and you know, a big word for 2022 is is discernment, especially spiritually. We'll get into that and more. But so yes, cord cutting is real. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's so much I want to talk about. We'll have another episode. Let me know if you want me to do a question on twin flames. We're also going to do a full mailbag episode. So if you have questions, you can go to the show notes and the Cosmic Rx hotline type form. We're going to do like at the end of the year, just an episode, just of your questions. Okay. So accord. So everyone that we have a relationship with in the really simple way of putting it, we create a cord of energy to them. Like it's like our energy field, our auras meld. And even when we're separate, we're still in each other's energy field. And the deeper the connection and the longer it is, the stronger the cord. And then if you add in physical and sexual intimacy, then yeah, the cord starts going really deep into the most you know sacred places within us. We can have cords with anyone, you know, our coworkers, our mothers, our, our neighbors, you know, families are really held by energetic cords and they're beautiful. I just want to say that, you know, when we talk about cutting cords, it doesn't mean necessarily that you want to cut someone out of your life. And this may be a Mercury retrograde question and you do want to cut someone out of your life, but I just want to point out it's to cut the unhealthy bond, the unhealthy tether, the thing that keeps you like, oh my, I can't stop thinking about that person or they're getting under my skin or I feel like, and you can even like close your eyes. If there's someone you have like an unhealthy attachment to, you can close your eyes and you might even like scan your body and feel where that cord is. Is it in your throat? Is it like a knot in your throat? Is it a knot in your tummy? Is it in your heart and ache? Is it a head? You know, like you can actually feel that cord of energy. We want to like call our power back to ourselves. Every cord we have that's out, it's like sending our energy off. It's like splicing ourselves into millions of pieces out in the world. And then what's left of us just feels really fragmented and like weak and diminished. So we want to do cord cutting often. Okay. But especially if there's like someone we're trying to get over, especially if we're like having dreams about them, we can't seem to shake them. Even if like logically we're like trying to move past them, but there's something energetically, spiritually that's there. Yeah. We're going to want to cut that cord. You can have someone help you cut the cord. You can, you have a friend do it, a healer, someone who does this work, or you can do it yourself. Okay. I like to do it myself because it's anything you're bringing your own energy and intentions to it. But I know the first time we do rituals, we might want like someone there, a babysitter, a guide. So this can be like, open a real ritual, open up sacred space, call in like your angels, ancestors, the four elements, four directions, you know, make it as complex as you want or as simple as you want, but you want to open up sacred space, whatever that means to you, calling in whatever protection you call in. If you want to light a candle and the biggest thing you're going to want is a string Now we use ritual and we do things that are physical because it helps us integrate our energy and intention. That's what ritual is. It's a container for us to hold and really process and integrate our intention and take the thing from the etheric astral realm and bringing it down to earth and helping us manifest it in our reality. So you can get a string, yarn, cord, a baker's twine, if you have two things to symbolize you and the other person, it could be a picture of the two of you. I like to use like two candles. You could tie it between two jars. You could like write your name, the other person's name on the jar or something. Again, it's going to all be done like for $0. And then you're going to really like focus on that relationship, focus on where you feel that in your body. And the physical action is simple. You're just going to like take a deep breath, feel that cord of energy, and you're going to cut with a pair of scissors or a knife, the cord down the middle. And when you cut that, I like to visualize an archangel, maybe Archangel Michael, kind of also cutting with his like sword down the cord, like in the etheric space. 
and you really want to feel all of your emotions and visualize that you're severing the energy that ties you together. And you can feel like in that moment too, that if you were cutting a cord, the two cords going back in you, back into yours, the other person's back into them. And it's sort of like feeding back into you, like closing a loop, you know, bringing your own electrical current, your own power back into you and feel that. And then I like to, again, either light the court, like light a string and you can let, you can burn it with candles. That's a different story. I need a visual for that. But you can also just, you know, you could sever the cord with fire or you could just burn that cord when you're done. Fire, I love it. In ritual, it's very important. And then you can, you know, just how I would do is just where I'm done with all that, put my hands over my heart, visualize myself, my wholeness, my healing, my strength coming back to me saying, I call all of my power back to me in this moment. And, you know, I end this ritual for the highest good and the highest light for all involved and for our greater collective, you know? So, and you just, this is not to hurt the other person. It's not to punish them. It's actually really healthy for them too. And it's really should be really healing and freeing for both of you. Okay. And so, you know, when you're done with that, if you can burn the cord um, or you could bury it in the earth, if it's something that's biodegradable, or you can just, you know, get rid of it. If it's not biodegradable, then you know, dispose of it in, in the garbage, please. And then you kind of do that as many times as you need to. So I hope that helps. That's cord cutting. So much fun. Really simple. That's like the, you know, three minute, that's a TikTok of cord cutting <laughs> length. So thank you for that, Sammy B. I hope it helped. Keep the questions coming. Now let's dive into sacred flirt. So why, why Maddie on a show about astrology and empowerment and, you know, living your best spiritual life, whatever that means. Why are we talking about this? Well, I really think flirting is part of our life force energy. Flirtation is just fun. It's like bubbles in seltzer. It turns it from water into amazing Lacroix seltzer. It's like makes us feel buoyant. It makes us feel alive. I'm doing this in honor of Libras because Libras, you all are the biggest flirts out there and I live for it and I love it. And thank you. I think runners up, definitely go to Gemini. Who else is a big flirt? Leo, Sag? I'm, I'm sorry, Libra, like you're really, you, you take the cake for me with like flirting and you're just, you're so coy and, and Libra's so good about just like keeping it a flirt, but a little bit like, mm-hmm, leave you wanting more. Mm-hmm, yes, honey. Okay. So for me, the thing that made me really complicated relationship with flirting, I think if I'm trying to flirt, I don't know how to do it. Like I don't, it's like makes me uncomfortable since day one. I am that person, my friends and family, anyone listening to this podcast who has heard me just try to even like talk to someone in public. I have said some of the most cringy things ever just from trying to like communicate. So, you know, like when you talk to a bartender, you run into someone, you know, in public, like it's, it's a, ongoing running joke. If Colleen or Jenny Murphy is listening to this, then yeah, save that BRB for later. Just things that I say, I get really nervous. So in that way, I don't know how to flirt. But in the other way, I've actually always, I love people and I'm curious and I love making people laugh. I love cracking jokes. I love someone who engages in some witty banter. And I love that. And from a young age, I always love doing that. And anyone, you know, man, woman, any gender, anyone who's around, if you're breathing, if you have a pulse, 
It's so fun. Witty repartee going back and forth. And I think it got me in trouble when I was younger. Like my college boyfriend, Steffi, like you're so flirtatious. You're flirting with everyone. And I mean, when I tell you again, see back to being super awkward, I'd be like, wait, what? I'm not. But when I'm feeling alive and lit up and going out and like, it's like that razzle dazzle energy when you're just in love with life and you're having a good time. And it's not really about you're trying to seduce someone. That is something else. We will talk about that maybe for Scorpio season. It's not like full on seductress. It's just like, you know, giving a little hair toss and remembering like the male person's name, you know, who's dropping off your package and just being like, looking great today, Donna. Like, oh my gosh, like your calves look amazing in those USPS issued shorts. Like, stop. Like that. And it's just, she giggles and the whole thing. And it, it's giggle. It's fun. It's fun. And it's like something about two. It alchemizes a moment when you drop into that space of being a sacred flirt. It takes, for me at least, it takes that thing of like life is heavy and hard and a struggle in, in my life, in my daily routine, my mundane things, my to-do list, running around in my own head. And it opens me back out again to the outside world. And it makes me interact with the world in a way where I'm looking for the fun things. I'm looking for the things to call out and, you know, passing on that joy to other people and giving them a little sparkle, a little effervescence in their day, watching those bubbles, those LaCroix bubbles go up in them and seeing how that happens. And then you begin to interact with life and all that stuff that felt heavy and things that felt kind of like calcified and, and like stiff in you and rigid. It just starts to become more malleable, more flexible. And also like, not that we're doing this just to get what we want out of things, but like, you know, why I kind of gave Sagittarius that runner up for flirt energy is because everyone says Sagittariuses are so lucky. But to me, it's because Sagittariuses are curious and optimistic and open-minded. And when you're curious and optimistic and open-minded and you make people feel good, of course, doors are going to open for you. You're going to get the upgrade. You're going to get the first class upgrade. You're going to get the penthouse suite upgrade. You're going to get the, you know, like at the concert, let me just pull you down to front row because people want to feel good. Right. And a lot of us live in a world like life is hard and like it shit's hard. And a lot of people out there aren't making it easier for people on the day to day. So if you can stop and just tap into some sacred flirt energy, be like, I'm going to make this person that I'm talking to like giggle, laugh, blush, or just like feel good. Like why the hell not? And also you might like just notice that life flirts back with you. Okay. So it's so good to do. And you can do this again, if you're in a relationship or if you're single, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, this is not again about crossing any lines, but it's actually a really fun thing to do in a relationship. Like if you're in a long-term relationship, bringing back a flirtatious mindset. Oh, honey. Yes. Honey, are you kidding me? Like that takes, like relationships can get, get stagnant. Like again, they can get a little flat. Bring in some of those seltzer bubbles. Let things rise to the top. Like bring that joy back in, get what would we call this? It's like resuscitation. It's like CPR for a relationship too. It also helps you really see your partner in a new light, reminding like that, yeah, your partner is sexy and desirable and so are you. And flirting throughout the day builds anticipation and helps you rekindle the spark. And it really helps like move out of like ruts. And the first thing obviously with Libra season flirtation is you probably want to feel good, look good, feel good while you're doing it because we're much more apt to flirt with life 
with the world, with our partner, when we're just feeling good. You know, so part of Libra season medicine, we talked about glamour magic in a previous episode is like feeling good, turning it out, you know, putting on a little shimmer on your cheekbones, a rouge on your lips, put on that top that you know that your curves look amazing in those jeans that your booty just won't quit in, you know, and, and work it. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, and there's actually like articles. I found an article on why flirting is good for your mental health, which is so interesting. There's not much for me to say in this podcast, except for reminding you to flirt. And I'm going to give you some tips on maybe like to understand how you may flirt. It's not all like twirling your hair and like batting your eyelashes. In fact, it's probably not that at all for a lot of us. So I'm going to break that down. But again, you don't have to remember, this is not like the most scientific pen and paper out episode. This is just like, go, you sexy bitch, go just flirt with the universe today and see what happens. And remember that like you have the power to shift the energy in any room you enter and you get to bring some bubbly, juicy, magnetic mojo with you wherever you go. And that is fucking powerful. Okay, so I found this article on verywellmind.com, why flirting is good for your mental health. And I just had to share because I was loving it. It literally says fact-checked by someone and medically reviewed by a medical doctor. Um, So we love that. We love checking the receipts on things. So they talk about how indulging in flirting is really good for you, whether that's for, you know, amorous intent or just playfully for amusement. They said like flirting can be anything from texting with extra emojis to creating inside jokes with people, which is probably one of my favorite things, right? When you have an inside joke with someone, why is that? Like, it just makes you feel so good, right? So I love inside jokes. And it also says like, you know, anything from body language to, you know, how you like can even flirt when you're a group of friends, like all together, like group flirting. So this is like such a fun concept to dive into. Okay. So it talks about health benefits of flirting. It says literally boosts your self-esteem and confidence. You know, we all have to deal with toxic people who like put us down, whether that's in the workplace, in the home, um, unfortunately, in our family, on the internet. Hello, shout out to the trolls out there. And so it's just a lot. Or maybe we just deal with maybe even not toxic, but just flat. Like maybe our boss doesn't really notice a lot of the good things that we do. Or maybe we just feel like, oh, like people around us or things are happening for them, but not for us. Or maybe we're just not feeling great in our bodies for whatever reason. This all impacts our self-esteem and our self-esteem. It's just like, it's like, you know, we're carrying a lot there. Okay. It says during periods of high or prolonged stress, we can become even more vulnerable. And hello, I don't know if the last 18 months counts as prolonged or high stress, but I think it does. So we're all needing a little bit of a self-esteem boost and flirting is a way to do that. It says like you just feel wanted, you feel desirable, you feel worthy of attention. And I also just think it helps us feel really seen. And also we're practicing seeing other people. We know that's just one of our core needs as a human is to feel seen. And I think that we all can recognize like making other people feel good helps us feel good too. So again, win, 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 virtuous cycle here. Again, like it says, there's nothing wrong with a little fun attention that makes us feel like we are the charming creatures that we really are. I love that line from this article. I'm so happy I found it. And 
that charm is such a good word to describe the Libra energy, right? And this is a good another way of like saying flirting is invoking your most charming, charismatic self, like from a place that's heart-centered and in integrity, you know, not charming to be sleazy or to manipulate someone, but like think of someone right now who you think is like just makes you feel good when you're around them. The game does feel really charming. I was just thinking of, I ran into... I was in Montauk where I live to a restaurant and there was like this server there and he's like, Hey, I remember you. Like, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, kind of like familiar. He had used to come into my juice shop when he was 13. Now he's 20. So the past seven years, I was like, Oh, like, okay, you've grown up so much. And he just started kind of immediately like, yeah, like charming me. He's like, Oh, how could I ever forget your face? And like, you're the best. And it wasn't like sleazy. Also, his kids are like so much younger than me. Um, but I remembered instantly he was charming that way from a young age. Like he used to come in the juice shop and compliment us and kind of ask us like really like grown up, like how, how's business going? How's everything going? And I was just really reminded of like that charming nature in people, how it just puts you at ease. And yeah, even seeing him, I, it was in a crowded restaurant and they were, I couldn't get a table and it was the whole thing. You just felt very humbled. And then just having someone like recognize me and kind of talk to me and be a little charming. It just sort of like, I can't describe it. It gave a little boost to the rest of my night. So invoke charm. I love that. And again, good for your own self-esteem. It also said um, there was a study. It published in Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes that's found that flirting can reduce stress. And the context of this study is so funny and probably something so many of us relate to, but it's that found people really appreciated casual, very casual, very innocent, very innocuous flirtations at work with their colleagues. This took the form of light flirtation and banter amongst peers and flirting, in fact, relieved stress and job tension. This is different than sexual harassment. They pointed that out in the research. They made a very careful point to really distinguish this. And also it's not from managers and supervisors down. That is abuse of power. This is just peers. You're on the same level as me and we just enjoy. And I think we can all relate to having a work crush. I think the only thing that got me through my jobs in my early 20s when I was working some really stressful jobs in really toxic corporate environments was having like a work crush. And again, man, woman, it wasn't anything about like romantic pursuit. It was just someone who'd like checked in on you and yeah, you had inside jokes with and banter and just someone like you enjoyed to be around. Same thing with school. I remember like I think every class I was in, I just picked a crush to help. I'm such a Venus and Libra that helped me like just get through the day. So <laughs> also it gave me a reason to like, yeah, one, it just is again, it's color, it's vibrancy, it's bubbles in what sometimes can be a very black and white, flat, monotonous life. So joking with your work buddy, innocuous flirting can be a stress reliever. Again, not if you are a manager or supervisor, not appropriate. If your manager or supervisor is flirting with you, not appropriate. Just want to point that out. Um, the article also mentions it improves your communication skills. Communication is an important skill in building relationships. And it says that when you focus on how to create stimulating conversation and trying to find ways to make you know, your stranger, friend, coworker, partner, like laugh or wanting to bring them interesting little facts and tidbits to the table, you're improving your social skills. And that's a really important cornerstone in relationships. Very Libra season, sacred relationship study. And it also actually helps us 
ultimately deal with conflict resolution too, they said in this article. You know, being a good listener is part of conflict resolution, having good relationships. And it's actually a big part of flirting is being a good listener and being attentive because when we're flirting with someone, we want like them to feel seen. Again, back to that, right? So we're practicing, you know, enjoying them, their company. We want to pay attention. We want to be able to remark on things they said, call back the things they said. So again, it's really helping improve your communication skills. Hello, who doesn't need that? Uh, the article also said it helps you feel sexier. Flirting creates positive energy. Um, it adds spark to the status quo of everyday conversation. Both people take pleasure in the situation. Clever repartee, they said, is literally like spices up our, our well-being. And said the element of sex may or may not hang in the air for both parties. But either way, it's just a spark, okay? And you can't start a fire without a spark. The boss said it himself. So we got to have a little spark going fuel our fire. You can go to this website. They have some other great facts on here, figures. I love like, I gotta love a good evidence-backed research study on flirting. And I do want to say like, obviously, if you're socially anxious, flirting might feel hard. But truly, again, like for working on our self-esteem and our confidence through flirting, it's a good way to practice it. And again, you might avoid or feel like so cringy about flirting. And I would test this out again on something very like low risk and not anything like where you're trying to like woo over the love of your life or approaching like someone in a bar where you're feeling really intimidated. But just practice this again, like when you go to the checkout line at CVS, it's like focus on your posture and your arms, standing up straight, uncrossing your arms, you know, open body language and just slowing down. Like when we're anxious, we tend to speed things up a lot. And it's like, just notice something about the other person and give them a compliment. Maybe not on their physical appearance because we try to not do that anymore, especially, you know, to femmes. But just noticing something like, oh, wow, love that shirt, love that color. Like just saying something to make them feel human is basically flirting. That's it. So open body language, standing up tall, head high, chest out, shoulders back, um, uncross your arms and just slow down. Like when we get nervous again, we speed things up and then just noticing something of the other person, even just eye contact and a smile. You could start there. Okay. I used to practice this like in New York city. I spent so many years not making eye contact and purposely not smiling uh, because I felt scared by that as a woman. I had my headphones on even if I had no music on and I just looked down, looked down Again, that just kind of numbs you. And, and sometimes you have to do that for protection. Don't get me wrong. But in the right and safe and controlled environments, I found how fun it was to engage with life again. And honestly, the shout out to the person who really helped me understand this, I think it's another reason I love astrology, is it helps me connect with people. I could instantly, quote unquote, flirt with them by complimenting their sign or giving them like a gentle ribbing or, you know, just again, witty banter all day. And the person who lifts up for me was my dear friend, Colin. I talk about him all the time. He's actually coming on the podcast soon. We're just trying to coordinate our schedules to do it in person. And you know, he has queer cosmos. He was the one that really, I've always loved astrology, but he brought it to life for me. He added all of that, the color, the bubbles, the effervescence, the life force. And I remember one of the first time, our first like proper date, when it was just like the two of us, we went out to this restaurant in Williamsburg. I don't know if it's still there. It's called Julia. It has amazing rooftop area and like oh, the best salads. It was just, it was such a vibe there. And, you know, I think my family is very charming and they always are very charming when they go out in public. 
and I learned a lot from them. But again, I kind of lost that, especially in New York City. You also really start to feel like you just blend in with everyone. You know, it's not like you growing up in a small town where everyone knows you. It's like you can really feel invisible and you kind of just like play into that story. But going out with Colin, we were so hyper and we were flirting. We were astro flirting, banter. Talk about like, we were, we were literally flirting. We were all over each other. I was like basically sitting in his lap. Like we were instantly in love with each other. And that was so infectious. And then when the server came over, they were like, oh, you guys look like you're having so much fun. We're like, yeah, oh my God, we're talking like tarot, astrology. We're like, what's your sign? And they're telling us. And we're just like, oh yeah, oh my God, like you're a Gemini. Oh, of course he's a Gemini too. That's why you've been like chit-chatting us all day. And we love you. And like, oh my God, let me guess, you never shut up, but we love it. We live for it. And like, don't let anybody talk shit about Gemini's to you. And, and we were just, it was so fun to flirt with this like person, the server just over their astrology. And then someone else came over. And I remember thinking, what a magical, lunch what a magical date we were in this like bubble of like happy energy and everyone who came into it like gave us something else to be happy about and I think we gave them a little bit of joy and it just reminds me like that's how I want to make people feel I'm not saying I have to do it all the time not in a performative way like if you're just having an off day you don't have to do this but those moments when you want to engage with life it really it's like Oh, flirtatious energy is also like spring fever energy like brings back that spark they feel like yes i'm alive yes i'm here yes i'm worthy of this juicy existence so just some i'll wrap up here with just some like tips i guess do i have to give tips for flirting you guys should probably give me tips you baddies but again really thinking about summing up flirting with just enjoying yourself in the presence of others and being fully present to the rich juiciness of your own life, okay? That's just what I want you to think about. And again, if you don't feel safe doing this in any way, never force this, please, okay? I sometimes like literally feel like I want to just flirt with life and the universe and just walk around like mm -hmm, a little extra swagger in my hips, a little smile on my lips and just like, mm -hmm, yes, flirting with the universe. So it flirts right back. So I want you to think about it like a mindset and really think about flirtation as this like warmth um, and these bubbles and it kind of like separates the barriers and the walls that we put up to experiencing the outside world. And it really plugs us into our power source. Absolutely, right? So thinking about your own unique brand of it, thinking of RUA, I think the uh, University of Kansas did a study. I love these studies on flirting, like keep them coming forever and ever. They said that there's traditional, physical, sincere, playful, and polite flirting. Okay, and just understanding the types may help you understand how to unleash your cosmic coquette. A little bit more. So there's traditional flirting. That's a little bit like when I say traditional, it kind of means like I think the study it's more like old fashioned. Like you're waiting for someone to flirt with you, which is fine. If that's your bag, baby, you want to put out that vibe, let someone make the first move, flirt. But in this here podcast, we're talking about like taking the power into our own hands a little bit. And then there's like physical flirtation, which is just like, yeah, like you throw your head back in laughter. <laughs> But this is the kind of flirting I don't resonate with at all. So I'm like laughing to it, like biting your lip um, or respectfully, if it's like consensual, you know, touching someone's arm, bending someone's back. I'm not really into this flirting. Again, I'm just listing it out because University of Kansas has this study. This is flirting again in this day and age too. Like, I mean, in COVID times, like, I don't really know if we're all like touching people with that. But I think human touch is important. 
And if it's someone that you know and you feel comfortable with, like a friend, and you just want to like rub their, like pat them on the back or something, again, you have to use that discernment. But remember, consent is sexy and just honor that. That's all I have to say about that. The other flirting, the most common type is sincere flirting. And this is what I like. It's finding common ground with someone you know, oh, I, I like your shoes. I just read that book too. Or like, I see you have a shirt on from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. It's more subtle, but it's authentic. It's finding a common connection point to you and the other person. Okay. This is probably, if you were in sales, this must be like a number one technique in like building relationships and sales. Cause I feel like whenever someone's selling me something, they're like, oh yeah. I do that too. Like when I was getting my car, the guy's like, I have a Rhodesian Ridgeback too. I'm like, I don't even know if you do, but awesome. And you know what? I don't even care. Even my nose guy's trying to just get me to get a car off that lot that day. It still just made me feel good because he noticed me and he noticed something about me and I was seen. And it just helps you strike up a conversation, you know, founded on similar tastes or interests. Okay. Then the other type is playful flirting. You know, this is just the one that probably also comes very naturally with the sincere, it's just being silly, being um, playful, jokes, keeping things light, laughing. It's just that, I mean, again, this is a study. You can go read more about it, but playful flirting is a lot of what we're kind of talking about here today. The sincere and playful intersection sort of of um, finding common ground, but then playful, bringing in little jokes, making things happy, being a little silly, laughing, allowing yourself to like, laugh at yourself, um, <laughs> things like that that just bring in more of that bubble energy, bubbly energy. And then there's polite. This is probably a favorite amongst like the empaths and the highly sensitives. Really a flirtation that comes from, it's a little bit more reserved, but it comes from being really like sweet and thoughtful. Again, like thinking about the coworker situation. It's like, oh, you know, I saw like there's only one more Nature Valley bar in there. So I grabbed it for you because I know that's your favorite. Or, you know, I held a seat for you in the conference table. It's definitely like more subtle, but definitely, again, still really fun. Also makes people feel really seen. Hopefully makes you feel good. So that study was just kind of the types of flirting. And then I kind of rounded up a bunch of different studies and articles and just kind of was like, what are six tips to help, you know, flirt with confidence if we're out here listening to this and we're still just like petrified. So we have that very generic body language slowing down and then like, again, finding that common thread, but also making eye contact. Like I said before, so important, so big, just making eye contact with people. It's also electric. It's scary to make eye contact with people and you feel it's so intense and it's intense for a reason. Okay. And also, if you like need tips with this, um, I remember one of my teachers in public speaking class in college taught me like, just look in some, one of someone's eyes. <laughs> don't need to look in both. I don't know why that tip just came back to me. Two, ask questions, okay? Interesting people are interested people. Interested people are interesting is what I should have said. So if you're like struggling with what to say, just you know, open-ended questions are such a great way to get to know someone. I love when people do this. I think I figured this out at some point in college that I didn't have to be like the most interesting person in the room and like talk about myself. In fact, no one really wanted that. And when I get overwhelmed in a social setting, I just ask questions. And again, just making sure that hopefully you're around people who are asking you questions back and paying attention to if that gets out of balance. And then also you can answer questions on your own when they ask them back. You doesn't have to feel like a rapid fire cross-examination from like Law & Order SVU or something. And then, you know, a third tip 
Don't be afraid to use humor, especially if something goes wrong in the moment. If you like try to flirt and you trip on the curb or, you know, whatever it is. I think we've all had these moments. Maybe even I'm thinking back to some of those Zoom dating moments in the beginning of quarantine and like all the weird stuff that can happen on Zoom and just, you know, laughing it away, embracing the awkwardness. It's just part of human energy and just laughter transmutes awkwardness into awesomeness. Remember that quoting a TV show or a movie you really love, inside joke, they might not get it, but if they do get it, then again, that's that common thread. Oh, I just quoted 30 Rock. I said, working on my night cheese. And you're like, bam, I love Liz Lemon. And I'm like, bam, I love you. Let's do this. Let's be friends forever now. This is, again, compliment authentically, not to lead with the compliments of the physical appearance in regards to their bodies, but, you know, finding something else to compliment about someone. We talked about that before. These articles all talk about smile, when in doubt, like smiling. Everyone looks, I, there's that TikTok challenge where people just smiled in like slow motion and black and white to that Taylor Swift song, Wildest Dreams. And then like, it's impossible to like not feel good about yourself doing that. And it's so true because everyone's just face lights up when they smile with that song set to it. Oh, dreamy. So yeah, that's just like turning on your inner sunshine, your inner wattage, and like getting to dazzle someone with that in that inner direction. Like it just, again, makes such a big difference. Eye contact and a smile, so huge. And then these articles, they all kind of like talked about different things. But one one thing was like a word for like digital, like apps and you know the dating apps and any dms anytime where you're just like wanting to reach out to someone in that way like out of the real life space which i think is important to talk about because everything we talked about finding the common thread you know showing being interested in someone being playful i think a lot of those can translate to like get with someone on hinge or bumble or tinder or whatever but this is a really interesting tip that i saw a bunch across a bunch of articles and it was just don't start with hey hey is for horses i guess this dating app jig talk did a study and the most common opening line on apps is hey and it also gets the least responses so it's pretty weak it's a weak sauce game okay don't come to someone and like i'm sure a lot of you don't do this but you play this for someone you know in your life who does this just be like especially like men to women i'm like don't approach a goddess with hey Approach a goddess with an offering, you know, a compliment. Shout out to something that was in their bio. Mentions one of their photos. Oh, you went to Lake Tahoe. I love Lake Tahoe. Or like, oh my God, like, you know, I love your dog. Or you quoted, I don't know, Rumi. I'm a Pisces too. Let's do this. Just showing that you're actually paying attention to their profile. They actually, the person actually stood out to you. You're not just spamming. Hey, what's up? Hey, beautiful across every, you know, sorry, I'm really talking to like straight men right now, (laughs) but but like that just, again, it it gets people's attention a little bit more. Okay. And then it also invites a response, like where someone can actually comment back to that versus, Hey, who am people here? I've just been on a back and forth all day, like a DM. Hey, Hey, what's up? Nothing. You cool. Where you live? New York. Me too. Hence why I found you on this dating app with a one mile radius on it. So anyway, I hope this helps. Again, flirting is just the act of being present to other people, present to the rich juiciness of your life, dissolving the walls 
the borders, the things that we put up that keep us feeling really separate, feeling alone, feeling like blah, mundane, black and white. This is, you know, how we refresh ourselves. So if you're feeling fried out, toasted, just burnt out, running on empty on life, why not like give yourself a little renewal, okay? Embody your cosmic coquette, embody your sacred flirt. So that's it for today. That's your Libra season embodiment coaching technique. Let me know how it goes. I want your juicy flirting stories, whether they are amazing or awkward, because it's all the same thing. Tag us in photos at the Cosmic RX. Anything you have going on, you have some good flirting inspiration, quotes, songs, and otherwise tag us there. Or you can slide into my DMs for a little personal rundown at I am Maddie Murphy. That's M-A-D-I-M-U-R-P-H-Y. And let me know how it goes. Let me know how you felt about this episode. What are the things you want to hear about? Again, this is all for you. So until next time, sending you so much love. You big flirt, you. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.